Uh, I don't want to come on your pod and first thing then declare something, but... Um, well, everyone else wants you to. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're backing Alpha One and uh, Charlemagne, you won't be losing on the race. And Charlemagne's coming with a good run on the bend. Alpha One broke away from Fish and Charlemagne running on powerfully in the straight. Alpha One, two in front. Charlemagne's going out after Alpha One, but the Sydney Tider is doing it well. He's got feet to burn and he's going to run their legs right off them. Alpha One went home for Damien Lane, one by three and a half. Second Charlemagne. Yeah, I, I'm comfortable taking on um, Ridden Swoosh. I think 270 is a bit short. Winner takes it all is the one that I found. I think I marked it Six eighty or seven dollars or something like that. It's got an SP of eight fifty against She's Extreme, so I think that's significant. Running on strongly as Winner takes it all. She's coming after Miss Drake quickly. Winner takes it all. Looms up, coming home the better. Winner takes it all, and she goes on the win from Mistro. Tando third, I think. There is a bit more quality here. I actually am pretty keen on the favourite, number three, Jimmy the Bear. Last three starts have all been really good. North of $4, I think is a good bet. I think Jimmy the Bear or El Cordoba's wins. Jimmy the Bear took over at the top of the straight. Bigalino kicks back and El Cordoba's comes through. Jimmy the Bear in front of Bigalino and also El Cordoba's. Jimmy the Bear in front. Jimmy's packing plenty of power. He's hanging on El Cordoba's. Can't get him. Jimmy the Bear from El Cordoba's. <laughs> Go Wanji. Good horse. He's got to carry 60 kilos, but... Against Squibs, yeah, 340. Yeah, I think Wanji's like, I think he's listed grade. That's sort of quality, like, I think he's pretty good all. And Go Wanji is winding up, he's coming out after Delithe. Delithe in front, but Go Wanji's making ground quickly. Delithe and Go Wanji. Go Wanji on the outside, and Delithe. Go Wanji dashed up and took the lead from Delithe. Brains and Gem Festival Prince, and Go Wanji. Go Wanji's won it brilliantly. Photo of the second. Uh, this Shades of Rose was a absolute moral beating last start. Massive JC here, obviously goes from Rachel Kill to James McDonald. Stays at 1100, stays at Rose Hill, heavy track again. Auto bet for me. Yeah, I'm with. Really being eyeballed by Shades of Rose. McDonald still has a good grip on the fave. Shades of Rose puts the head in front from Twilight Affair. And they've opened up on the rest of the field. Shades of Rose called upon now at the 200. Got the upper hand from Twilight Affair and got two. Three lengths clear. Then Petulant and Sneaky Page. But Shades of Rose, the short price favourite, home and hose. Snake, snake, Shades of Rose won it brilliantly from Sneaky Page. Four lengths away second. Cross talk is an addition to the race. And I'm pretty keen here. Last win was excellent. It's been good all prep, really. Handles, loves these wet tracks. I think it's really progressive. 53 kilos for JVO. And just one of these water, Waterhouse bot runners who's just going to keep running. Great now, and crosstalk slip two and a half lengths clear. Durston railing through from Snippy Fox. Jojo is a man, then too much to bear. Monagle down the outside, but it's a long leader crosstalk. Inside the 200, by three lengths on too much to bear. Then Durston, gold trip making some late headway, but crosstalk is well clear. And John Van Overmeer pulls off the perfect run on the hot favourite. Crosstalk by two. I am with number five, extremely lucky. It's last start win was off the charts, uh, rated super, saying it's closing splits were outstanding. Um, For 14, it was 14 or 15 lengths faster than average in the 600. Yeah, so there you go, there's, there's Bill backing up with the numbers. Extremely lucky, building down the outside, Kalos in front, extremely lucky, went swoosh, extremely lucky, flew to the lead and strikes in the lightning, extremely lucky. I think that Darwin cuffs on this weekend. Playoffs, playoffs, moral. 
into the straight they come, 300 to go, and playoffs Todd goes for home. His three quarters in front are gone by. Down the outside, Valabar runs on, and so does out Estrella. But it's playoffs. He's at the 150. He's got a winning break. They're not getting to him. Todd rides hard. Kaonic out of the pack. But it's playoffs. He's going to do it in great style in the cup. And playoffs wins it. Two on the line to Kaonic. Welcome to the first ever Racing Previews Review Podcast. We've just had Nico tip a winner on the dirt in the Darwin Cup, so we're all up and about. Uh, lads, they say you're only as good as your last bet, and uh, our last bet and our whole weekend has been pretty good, so I think we have to give ourselves a little pat on the back. We obviously just listened to the highlights reel, so how good? We've set a nice benchmark. We've got to, we've got to meet it. And go again uh, this coming week, but yeah, no, it was good to hit off with a bang, and hopefully, it's the start of uh, of many profitable weeks to come. If we go like that every week, we'd probably <laughs> exactly right. So the only way is down, punters. <laughs> all right, yeah. we'll crack in. Uh, the way we're going to do it is we're going to review every race, all of the nine races in Melbourne from Mooney Valley, and then we'll just. Go around the grounds. Uh, we'll look at some of the, our other bets and maybe anything else that uh, pricked the ears. Uh, the valley, um, it, I thought it played quite well. The track we had uh, winners coming from lanes one all the way up to, to lane nine. Um, it was a little bit fence early, but probably that was a bit of race shape and best horses as well. And then as as the day um, progressed, they saw they started to edge off the fence a little bit. Race one, uh, it was a 2,040-metre handicap, only the four runners. Not usual, Glorious uh, has just controlled this at a slow tempo and quickened up at the right time, and it's just an ollie special. The other other horses had no chance. Um, Diagula has pulled up with an issue, EIPH, I believe, so excuse there, but uh, Will and Nick, I'll let you chime in. Yeah, this is why he's the goat. <laughs> it was a peach. This is why the best ever. But I'm not overly happy with everyone else that rode in the race. Like, mm. what are you doing? If you're just going to let Ollie dictate to you, oh, well, why are you they... in the race? Have a go. Show some initiative. I couldn't do much. I'll read out the splits from the, from the, between the, te- the, uh, the, the, the thousand meter mark to the 200 meter mark. So they've gone, so the leader, not usual glorious, has gone 12.68. 12.36, 12.04, 12, and then 12.24. So he's just gradually gone quicker and quicker until the 200 meter mark. And it's just, he's taken off at about the 800 and they just haven't yeah, so, gotten near him. And it was just a perfect ride, perfect yeah. front running. So ride. obviously, like they obviously really the horse is already in front um, and he's keeping that, that sustained speed going. Not, not speed, but just that even gallop. And then I was the horses. Say, there's no sustained speed. <laughs> I didn't. Walking. I didn't mean it like that. But and then you've got these horses trying to peel off his back, and they've got to reel off sub twelves to get to him. It's just never going to happen. Um, On yeah, a soft track. Exactly right. So in hindsight, in hindsight, it was probably the worst thing. The stable mate being scratched. I was sort of a lot. Yeah, no, I was definitely. You know, I was a lot more confident when the stable mate came out. But in hindsight, Cherry Pick would have gone forward and probably would have 
annoyed not usual glorious enough that it would have set it up for Diego to, to be steaming down the outside but I guess we'll never know he, did, he has pulled up with AIPH so usually that means they're a moral next start but I would think that would be Paddock yeah yeah uh, we'll kick on to race two um, it was Alpha one an impressive win um, correct me if I am wrong will but I believe this was the the performance of the day Um this horse has gone. Yeah. The fourth fastest six to the four. The second fastest four to the two, and then the f- fastest uh, two to the post. Um, so an, again, just a perfectly timed ride by Damien Lane, and this horse has really quickened up late. Um, I'll let you speak to a little bit more, Will. Um, I don't know. They didn't. They didn't really go that quickly. I thought they were by the the, the way that um, Epic Center sort of. Um, capitulated I would have thought they were going a lot quicker than what they were but they weren't actually going too quickly um, so the, the, so the sort of horse this is the way it's sort of sprinted from the last 600 um, it sort of gives it hope as a horse because if they went out really quickly and he's just he's just put a hole in them from going really quick he's obviously just, obviously just a, a thousand meter horse but because he's been able to run through the line the way he has it sort of gives him the opportunity to maybe get out to 1100 and obviously he's going to the vein stakes next start um in two weeks time um sort of giving him a bit it gives him a bit of hope but i'd still probably be preferring others moving forward but it was still a nice win and um yeah obviously charlemagne can go back in class and the guava can probably go up in distance over 1400 meters or something like that and be competitive and um just a bit of a trumpet, but Prado <laughs> finished about 20 lengths last, and it, and, it, and it did start 6.50, and I don't know how it started 6.50, but it did, and yeah, I don't know how it did that, but yeah. Well, Wilbur, you obviously nailed this race. Yeah. Uh, Alpha 1 wins, Charlemagne uh, runs second. Uh, so that two to the post, he's, he's run that in 4.8 lengths above uh, the old benchmark, Alpha 1. He's obviously going to go to a better race next start do you think that those late splits are going to mean he might start unders against some better horses or what do you think yeah no no definitely i think he'll i think he i think giga kick would have him covered the the race shape was sort of it suited him i I know you said it it, the the track played well but i think it did play pretty on pace especially early um so i don't know i i think like he sort of got a soft lead and and he just sort of kicked away, but he did ping yeah, the lids. He I did ping the lids pretty good. Like he, I suppose that's that's the thing when you're yeah, gonna yeah, when no, you he's... can control your own destiny from the front, it's mm. gonna win him a lot of races. No, definitely, yeah. And obviously in Sydney he laid out really 100%. badly, and then he he's come to Melbourne. They put the bubble cheeker on, and he's he's gone uh, gun barrel straight. So that always helps. Um, yeah. But yeah, we look forward to him uh, progressing onto. Onto better things. We'll kick on to race three. Uh, Will, this was another race you nailed. Um, nailed me in the shadows R- of the post. <laughs> <laughs> Nico was on Bistro. Yeah. Uh, Will was on Winner Takes It All. And we were all against um, Written Swoosh, especially you, mate. Uh, you put the pen through. Uh, I was obviously getting ready to play football, but this is a big drift. Two deals, 70 out to as big as 440. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of got 
the market wrong, even though I got the race right. I sort of thought it would be get well supported purely off the f- the figure in the 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 blue diamond preview, but it it drifted badly. I guess off definitely off the map the map queries, but um, they obviously found winner takes at all tens into four eighty. You were right about um, Bistro as well. Bistro got out to four forty, I think. Yeah, but but at the same time they backed it again yeah. late. So it drifted out to I think even five yeah, okay. five dollars yeah. or so, and then and then it got back in got back into three ninety and started favorite. Um, yeah, I think out of this race I'd be following uh, Vavia. It's drifted late, so it's obviously got improvement to come. And the trial in Sydney, I didn't t- speak about it on the preview, but the trial in Sydney was really really good, and I think it wasn't suited over nine five five and and Mooney Valley. Um, and I think getting to maybe 1,200, 1,400 even, Caulfield or Flemingson, I think it might be a good horse to follow. Tanto has had a, a horrible preparation. Um, like it was 11, 1,100 back to 9.55. And like the, the, the preparation was weird, but I think it's a nice enough horse. It probably goes out for a spell, but you can follow it next preparation. And Ritten Swish, who I obviously penned, um, he reared at the start and it was all over then, but I don't think it would have made a difference anyway. Um, Could be a bet if it goes to yeah, Adelaide. So it was a good race. Start. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, depends on. I wonder the race, if any of that. Uh, it'll probably. I wonder if any of that drift was uh, yard inspired also, or if it was just purely map. It, it's hard to tell a lot of the time with these um, with these drifts. Um, so yeah, they obviously went slow, yeah. especially with yeah, two year olds. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so yeah, they went slow there, obviously, and then the winner zipped home. So I think from race mm. four onward, probably the track started to deteriorate just a little bit. Um, we'll move on to that. The the 2040 meter handicap, it was shock him over uh, for Alex Ray. I think this horse is now unbeaten three out of three. Correct me if I'm wrong. Two out of two. Uh, two out of two. two out sorry, of two. two out of two. Um, so he's obviously got a bit of an up and comer. Will you had second and third? One was uh, six fifty, and the other was a yeah. was a much bigger price. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, I thought it was really frustrating because I thought King Halston was going to win on the on the turn at about had it at about thirties. I'm just so, I'm just kicking myself um, because I ended up back and shock him over, and I was I didn't tip it. Because I was just a little grey. I should have just stuck to my guns. Give the punters uh, something, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lads. Mm. It was a good um, win, though. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, th- this race has gone okay, but at the same time, um, most of these are... They're, they're winter numbers, are they not? I, they're not going to... Yeah, um, they are. I wouldn't be following. Well, if they're if they're half serious, shock him over. Just goes out for a spell now. Like he's two from two, he doesn't need to go up against. No, and he's a yeah. nice horse. I think I think shock him over. Yeah, is a you nice just bring horse, him back yeah. in the autumn. I think he's the only horse. Bring him back in the autumn with yeah. some wet tracks. And he was the only. I th- I think um, at, 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 for this part of the day at least anyway, he he made a, mm. a wide run, coming from the back of the field. So, and. Yeah, I think out of this race anyway, you'd only really want to be following him. I think the rest have sort of hit their mark, sort of, not really, but um, it's all pretty exposed and you wouldn't want to be following these into open. open he made, or against he made the run that his stable mate was hoping to make 
in a few races time. <laughs> the chief, we'll get we'll get to the chief. Mm. Um, we'll crack on to, to race five. It does it does pick up a little bit more as we go into the quaddy legs. Uh, this Farago, I was listening to. Um, oh, how am I having such a blank here? Ben and JD. Uh, Vince Accardi. Vince Accardi's, um podcast, and he said uh, this guy's wet track indicator was through the roof. So uh, this is probably when the track is starting to get more into the, the seven range, and, and this horse has just absolutely relished it. Um, quite a dominant win. Uh, Strawberry Rock. Yeah, at, at, There you go, Will. Um, one, probably one of the best rides you'll ever see. Like the In staying races, and especially on a soft soft track like this momentum is such an important um part of the race and he got this horse i don't think the horse had to stop at all he got the horse out wide um he just made the the move at the perfect time and and it was just perfect from start to finish and he's riding so well at the moment yeah, yeah, it was perfect. Um, Strawberry Rock was a big improver out in trip. Uh, that was the, the Mar import, and then Mimi's Award kind of just did what uh, Mimi's Award does. I kind of got sucked in there, but that's all right. Um, King's Charisma, he was just held up. As yeah. you just mentioned, Will, just the momentum is a massive thing in a staying race, and Ollie was back towards the inside and had the horses just kept falling in his lap, and he kept having to duck and dive, and I think he finished sixth, but yeah. Mm. So... Yeah, and they went out very quickly yeah, in this I'll, race. Very, yeah, so punting form, it's obviously Farago has gone eight and a half lengths fast to, to the 600 and he's still maintained those negative splits to the post. So that's a to fair be performance. Fair though, he, was, he was that horse that was rock hard fit. Like if you probably looked and you, and you thought he was classy enough to win a race of his standard, the form was right there, right in front of your eyes. Like he was fit coming yeah. through those midweek runs. Mm. Oh, yeah. And again, this is their level. They're not; these horses aren't progressing. They'll all be jumpers this is, eventually. This is their <laughs> level. We'll back them in a maiden hurdle yeah, at the bull. Yeah, no doubt. That <laughs> yeah. It's just a, as you as you mentioned, Nico. No doubt. There's just the perfect setup for a horse like this. He's already had, he'd already had five starts going into this. He's copped a fast race on a wet track that he loves, and he's copped a, a perfect ride by Willow, as um mm. as Will mentioned. So, the stars have aligned here. The horse is bolted in. Um. It was that key Still. jockey change. Like no offense, no offense to who's been riding him, but I'm pretty sure he's had Jamie Mott and a few of those others. So it's as you touched on, Will. Like Willow's riding as good as ever. So any time that you can get mm-hmm. him on, obviously it's going to enhance your horse's chances. Strawberry Strawberry Rock is an interesting one. He's had that was only his third start um, in Australia at 2,500 meters. Do we think we could follow him potentially? Shark gave this this horse a massive rap. He tipped it. I ended up backing it. I had $10 each way on it, but <clears throat> he was pretty keen on um, on Friday when he did his preview on RSN. He thought there would, he would show a bold showing, but I suppose it just comes back to Ma. Unfortunately, yeah. I was on the wrong import, but in these staying races, if you have a grey, probably wouldn't hurt just to... If he's got a couple of double figures, he could do worse than than back his exhibit A right here. Yeah, exactly right. They just take their turn. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be following anything with interest. Whack says Will. 
Um, race six was the first leg of the quaddy, and this, don't know about you guys, but it uh, put me out of the quaddy and pretty much everyone else. Um, I had a had someone nicely tap me on the shoulder while I was playing football and told me a 40 to one shot's won the first at Mooney Valley. Exactly what I want to hear while I'm trying to, trying to get a kick. <laughs> Um, I've got to admit, I, I haven't really uh, analysed this race, but it was Spanish Tides for Luke Oliver and it was uh, Billy Egan Bill. in the saddle. We were half right. We put the pen through most of them at the top. They all did nothing. I just didn't think this 40 to 1 shot had any. Mm. So they've. Um, so I was exactly Sally. right. Frosty, barrier one, trouble. There was yep. alarm bells a long way out. Cyclones. No, I don't think it was Damien Lane's fault. No, you more just, so. Just sort of you more so happened. been barrier one for this horse. I think you mentioned in the preview. Oh yeah, not frosty. Like I think. Yeah. yeah, I think wide barriers are so underrated in, in sort of, just like, in horse racing overall. Like, I'd much rather have a a horse drawn wide than one. Most of the time, you'd rather be it's three just, wide than I think it's pocketed. something that. Mm, yeah, hundred yeah, mm, percent. Agree. I think it's so overrated. Like, like being inside, stuck behind slow horses when you could be outside. Like, oh, in, over the course of a race, you're only turning a couple of times. Like, how how many? How much does that cost you? Like energy yeah. wise, um, like you saw it in the last race, Farago. Like, how much momentum is he saving compared to the horses drawn yeah. on the inside, having? being stopped for a run especially like, around the just, valley if you, if you like you've get... got 500 meters at Flemington to balance up yeah mm. and that comes down even um I don't know no I don't yeah you go I'll go after you um just like even with the, with the track deteriorating I think it was just I like I you could probably forgive it like it's it's just a I don't know. I guess it's it's just a mare's race. They take they all yeah. take their turn. A prime example of that whole momentum argument was the Stradivarius race last week. He just got mm. chopped out, chopped out. Momentum completely halted. Had to pick up and sprint again. Um, his best attribute is just sidling up to him and just putting pay. And these last couple of starts, he just has had his momentum crucially interrupted. He's had yeah. to pick up the bit again and sprint. And Kiprios just had the better of him in the last 50 metres because his whole momentum was stopped. So that's a, that's a case in point of that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Cyclone Sally was a horse I tipped into. Uh, she was out in front. She was always going to be there, but yeah, just class. And she went. She did go hard. She went 8.2 lengths fast uh, on the old benchmark to the 600 metres and she's just completely capitulated, um, coming home nearly four legs slow last last furlong so she's fallen in a hole unfortunately she ran fourth and we had a each way crack at her so i guess that's what happens um she was a long way off off the uh you know off the placing anyway so can't complain too much there uh race seven was jimmy the bear uh this horse is absolutely flying it was the second of billy egan's double um yeah what can you say about this horse he's just this is like this is probably as great as as we've said a couple of times, but he just continues to to pick off these races in the winter. Patrick Payne, he's another brilliant winter trainer. Um, just some of his horses, he doesn't have the crop of maybe the A grade trainers, but he's got a lot of these benchmark 
80 type of horses and they, they just continue to pick off races. Uh, well, you, you were on Alcor Doe, so they run the Quinella. Uh, we get the Quinella there, and yeah. we were hard against Set to Profit, who didn't really do much. So another race we've got pretty well spot on. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I was pretty frustrated. <laughs> Alcor was going to win when it when it when it sort of split um, split uh, Vigalino and Jimmy the Bear on the corner, and I thought the ride from Craig Williams was um, very very good again. Um, he just sort of got in a little bit of trouble early, but the, the, the pace was really, really hot early. Um, there were like 10 horses trying to get to the lead, um, and and he sort of just sat off them and then just got through the pack. And, yeah, Jimmy the Bear's probably just a, a class above in the end. But Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the time we're frustrated with uh, how, how many races are run at a dawdle, and I guess the first race was a little bit like that, running even speed and kind of nothing happened. But a lot of these other races have actually gone quite quick, which is good to see, a bit a bit of uh, a bit more intent, and it usually brings out the best horse, which was probably the case here. Yep. Um, yep. Is, there any, is there any more races for these horses? I know that, like, more horses start to come, um, come in now, some of the better horses. The good horses are going to come in, these bad ones are going out, surely. <laughs> Yeah, um, maybe Preda turns probably yes. the only horse to follow. He obviously doesn't like a wet track, and um, obviously he's going to get a better jockey than on him than jo- uh, Logan McNeil. So, well, no, not to him, but he's going to get. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully a in agreement. Yeah. On, and he'll improve. Yeah, yeah, no, he, you can see here, like visually, he was out the back, and he's. I'm pretty sure that's all. Uh, Matthew Brown would have been hoping for really with a with a return at sixteen hundred meters. He was the yeah. only horse in the red to the six hundred meters, and he's come home green. So, uh, as he said, like yeah. yeah, he doesn't really like a wet track. They opted to run him on it. It was probably mm. it's probably a soft seven at this stage, um, a deteriorating soft seven, maybe yeah. maybe, maybe even eight. an eight, as as Will says. So. That's definitely a pass mark for Pre to turn. Um, looking forward to him stepping back out to 2,000 metres. Race eight was the Travis Harrison Cup. Uh, Craig Williams won this race. So the Travis Harrison Cup is actually named after a apprentice jockey who passed away uh, some time ago now. And this was the 25th anniversary of the race. Craig has now won it twice. It is... Yeah. His cousin, yeah, yeah. So Travis yeah, Harrison? that's the yeah. part I forgot to mention. It was, it was his cousin. So obviously an emotional victory. Um, the second second time he's won it. So talk us through this ride on Lacane. It's just another Willow special, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't think he was going to go forward. I didn't, I didn't tip Lacane on the podcast, but I ended up. Um, I ended up backing him. Oh, another one. And um, uh, and Taffy Dance. So I've sort of shafted the listeners. But um, yeah, he ended up getting it to go forward. Um, and they've gone reasonably slow. Um, Chief Alton, he's just sat at the back of the pack and um, is a, another advocate for um, having a good rider over... Fifth, like a low in, being low in the weights like I'd r- much rather have Craig Williams and have 51 kilos um, 
I think I, I think I also like Sosie Bon in the race who ran mm. fourth. Um, Sosie ran so, good. Yeah, yeah, he ran well. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is just about most of these horses level. Chief Chief Elton, he needs a a rest. Lakeen can probably go around another couple times. I think um, Tabby Dance pulled up with an injury. Yeah, I pay I think, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's about it. Like, there's a couple of resuming stays here. I think Smoking Romans was all right resuming. As he a chased a long way out. Um, but they just went too quick for him. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not going to win. And he, he was the second quickest last two hundred of the race. One point five up above I mean uh faster than um average all average last two hundred meters. So yeah. uh, often you'll see um stayers resuming being uh really fast, late, fresh, but especially in the Myron Eustace camp, but I think obviously he's going well and he's he had the uh what did he have? He had the the glue on shoes off first time, so he's they've got him right, I think. Yeah. Like not that he was Bad last prep, but he's he's yeah. Well, his grand finals are a long way away. Like he'd be probably set up for something like a Caulfield yep. Cup, I would think. Something of that sort Melbourne of Melbourne Cup, maybe yeah, or a Melbourne Cup, one of the two. So like, mm. yeah, they'd be pretty happy with his run. I would have thought. Hundred percent. Once he can yeah, get out yeah. to two thousand meters and beyond twenty five hundred, he'll be able to sit. Forward. Yeah, he'll be able to sit much closer to the speed. He'll be in a rhythm. He won't have to chase. Um, yeah, yeah, he's quite a nice horse. All right, we'll go to the last race. It was the benchmark 70 over 1,200 metres. Um, bear in mind, it's probably, it's definitely probably a heavy eight at this stage. And Invincible Jet has gone very, very fast out in front. Um, 5.8 lengths fast to the 600. And he's gone 5.8 lengths slow, his final 200 metres. So this is the... This is the definition of falling and, in a hole. And thirteen point eight, yeah, thirteen point eight eight last two hundred. So, and and this is over twelve hundred, um, twelve hundred meters as, as a sprinter. So, you can imagine how quick, how slow they're going. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, home rule has just landed in the grass here, and Damien Damien Oliver has given it a peach. Um, Frosty Damien Lane, Lane, not Ollie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, so Frosty's given this an absolute peach. Um, he's another jockey who actually got a double. There was three jockeys on the day who got doubles. Uh, Lane, Egan, Williams, and there was also another double for the trainers, which was Peter and Paul Snowden. So, How good is it having the good jockeys 100%. back? <laughs> 100%. They absolutely <laughs> dominated um, on Saturday. Nine races and eight were won by just four jockeys. So... Um. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too sure what else to say about this race. It's obviously seventy level. Um, Whipcrack away was pretty disappointing. Yep. Uh, Delightful journey is usually a horse probably who goes really forward. He just couldn't right. keep up with Invincible Jet. Yeah, it's the same sort of thing throughout the whole meeting. This is about their yep. level, and. You know, coming towards the end of winter, these are winter horses, and this is probably just about coming to the end of their prep. Most for most invincible jet, he'll be right. Yeah, he'll he's be right. Usually kicking off. Yeah, probably. But he'll yeah. he might need a couple of weeks to recover from a run like this, won't he? 
Yeah, possibly. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, yeah, if he's if he's mm. <laughs> if he's going around next week, you you're absolutely putting the pen through him, aren't you? Yeah, um, hundred yeah. percent. So that was Mooney Valley. Um, obviously, there was there was a couple of nice performances and some decent horses, but it really does start to ramp up, probably more so in the next couple of weeks. Um, where are we going to go some, to next, Sydney? Yeah, go on, Nico. There's some good flesh back this week potentially, if Trav's likely fields or anything to go off. Yeah, Trav's likely fields are always spot on. Don't worry about that. Oh well, okay. The Ori <laughs> Star. There's kiss on all four cheeks. Regal power and showmanship all nommed. So that's that's some pretty good flesh. Forbidden yep. loves back in Sydney this week. Spring starts yep. this week. Pretty much. Yep. No, that is good. It'll be interesting to see. I know Frosty will have the pick of the, the bunch with um the Danny O'Brien uh Bob Peters horses, so it'd be interesting to see which ones he kinda gets on. Could be a little dog fight between him and Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie's gotta have some brownie points. He did ride some group ones with them. Superstorm last in brown. particular. Um mm. won the fan and the Cantar Super, both peaches. Superstorm's out for the spring, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting. Oh, we had two tips. Oh, did you guys? What did you guys? Oh, you, oh, you had. Oh, you had an unlucky one in Sydney, didn't you? How did narrated go, Will? Race four. <laughs> this was a sleepy ride from Nash. This thing was a moral beat. Oh yeah. Oh you, my god. Yeah. You, you've told me how bad the ride was about a million times. What does so. what does the stats say? <laughs> um. Well, they've gone reasonably reasonably quick. Um, and he's sort of sustained it for the last yep. 600 metres. But I, I, did, I, I haven't even watched the race because I just normally focus on Victorian races, but um, you've told me about 100 times that Nash was oh, a bit oh, sleepy oh. I'll jump so. in quickly. Um, Nash <laughs> got the Saturday slaughter from punters, so I think that says enough in Good. itself. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, perfect. It wasn't just me who felt the pain. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the less we say about that, the better. Uh, the next race was Nico and I's best bet of the afternoon. Shades of Rose was two dollars fifty into a win, a dollar eighty. Um, Huge, huge. Yeah, <laughs> this is obviously just a horse that is just better than our opposition here. Um, J Mac got her in the perfect kind of position. They've gone fast here, and she's sat up on the speed and. <clears throat> She just monstered them. This is what they should show yeah. as a template on how to ride a racehorse at apprentice school. Copy this. Because mm. that is a... You, yeah. you don't get any better than the ride that J-Mac gave that. Especially on a <laughs> Yeah, So good. J-Mac just has the perfect mixture of... He's got soft hands... But then in a in a tight finish he's still strong. Like he's just mm. the complete package. Um, this horse was just travelling like an absolute moral underneath him. Um, never going to get beaten, really. No. We do no, have I a question. Straight when he popped it off. Yeah, we do have a question about Shades of Rose in the question. So stay tuned. Uh, the next race, race eight, was the Winter Challenge. Uh, Cross talk, more of the same. Um, yet again, just this was kind of gifted to it on a platter. Um, it's gone six lengths 
uh, fast to the 600, but it's still going at an even speed given these, you know, these horses are the classiest horses of the day. Um, and JVO has just kind of got his birthday out in front and lapped them. What do we make <clears throat> of Gold Trip? Huge run first up. First up for 14 or 15 months. That's all he needed to do. Yeah. He, he And he really wanted oh, to attack the line. Like at the top of the straight, you thought, oh, he might run fifth or sixth here. But he never gave up the fight. Like, he just... He just wanted to hunt that line. Yeah, he's a, apparently he's a big horse, and he's um, he's run through the line well. Um, yeah. yeah, that was the you, you just that was the shortest right, distance he's, he's someone, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shortest distance he's ever mm-hmm. he's ever raced over. He's only raced at um, a mile or two thousand and above. So. Mm. He's obviously going to be much better over two thousand meters. Whether he will be good enough to get back to his, you know, the form that saw him run fourth in an arc, we'll wait and see. But um, cross talk. This was this was the third best uh, figure of the day by Dan O'Sullivan, uh, a ninety-eight and a half. So it's still obviously winter horses. It's nothing special, but it's worth noting that this this horse is flying. Caulfield Cup yeah. sort of potential horse gold trip, you think? Or you reckon they'll go towards a Cox Plate? You would have... Th- probably a Cox Plate. Is it is it a gelding or is it... Um, I think it still is, is a stallion. An entire... Um, Let me check. It no, is a yeah, stallion, no, isn't it? Is a stallion, yeah, so... Right. Yeah. yeah, so they're probably going to the Cox Plate. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if 2000 will be... If there might be a couple too zippy for it. Um... The nominations for the for what the big three coming out tomorrow. Yeah, that's the other thing I was wondering. I'm not sure. I'm not sure What's what he gets. What's on his CV? What's on his CV? I don't. So I don't know a lot about the horse group. He's only won one race. Fourth in the arc. So he's not a Group One winner. No. No, but he ran fourth in yep. the arc. Yeah, well, that's okay. It's still out of the placings. Oh. Uh, it has depends on all the ratings. Has he got a group win? Has he got a group win to his CV? I'm not sure what his what his actual win was, but um, I'd say he'd still be getting you know 56, 55 well, that's a kilos. Anyway. He he won a group two in okay. well, France. Okay, well he's going to get about fifty between fifty four to fifty six. I'd probably think he'd get. He'd probably he'd probably get fifty six. If he gets more oh. than 56, the whole handicapping thing's a joke. <laughs> He's only won a group two. Oh, it's, 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 it's more than just mm. um, the class of this the, is the problem. wins, I guess. It's, it, but is it is problem. a bit subjective. Because a, a horse like him is perfect for a Caulfield Cup, but is not one bit interested in running because they get a silly weight. There's no yeah. given that he's going to win with 56 anyway. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see when the weights come out. Um, but yeah, I do think twenty four hundred meters is probably his. If he's good yeah, enough, he'll I do win think twenty four hundred meters is probably his best distance. Um, we'll go to Adelaide. Extremely lucky. This has got to be close to the win of the day, doesn't it? Um, he's gone. What is he going? What is he going? He's gone on the all benchmark. Proper horse. He's gone three and a half slow to the six hundred, and then he's come home. His last furlong is ten lengths. Yeah. Fast. 
So he's gone from very slow to fast. Yeah. He's obviously just got a monster turn of foot. Look, I watched the race. I watched the replay and things did work out for him. The, the field kind of fanned and he got the perfect card into it, probably down the outside in the better ground. So I know what you're about to say, Will, if he does go to Mooney Valley, but just taking this win alone, it's, it is a big performance. Yeah, no, you don't you don't see negative ten above the all average benchmark for the last two hundred. You don't you don't ever yeah. see that. Like I, I, I've never <laughs> seen that before. Um, he's run the the last two hundred meters in ten point seven seconds, which is just insane. Wow. But there's no there's like to just bring that back. Um, there's no use running ten point seven at the end of the race if you can't run it early, and if you if you're over a thousand meters, especially if you're racing at what is Mooney that Valley. <laughs> Jason, seven thirty on a Monday. What could you What's possibly be screaming at? <laughs> oh, right. At. Yeah. Um. So yeah, pick up where you left yeah, off from. Anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. So if this horse is going to go to. Mooney Valley and they're going to go a lot quicker than what they went here um, it's it's like the same sort of thing as Artorias it doesn't matter how quick you're going late if you're giving him 8 lengths against better horses than what he's meeting here then he's not going to be able to reel them in it doesn't matter how quick he's going he's late. the perfect Oakley plate um, horse but even then they might go too quick if they're going quick and he can't keep up with them it just depends how quick he can actually go early but we we haven't seen that. Yeah, yet. but those races he hasn't in, been given an opportunity. You still don't think you still think he'd be too far off them. Like when you can run those splits home, he just has to be close enough. Yeah, but he has to be there first. He can't. He can't. Like if he's ten lengths off, like a horse like Marabi or something, and then she's still mm-hmm. running through the line, he's not going to get anywhere near her. Yeah. He's just meeting... Yeah. Especially at the valley, if he has to here. come from back and wide and, and circle, oh, he's probably got no chance. Um, and especially if he's racing at... Um, what's, he, what's he racing? The Manicata? Um, I'm not sure. They, they, could, they could be trying both, just depending on, on what they do. Mm. But right. mm. Well, he's got yeah. none in the Moyer. Yeah. Um, they'd probably be hoping a race like the Goodwood... Was just around the corner because that 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 probably is his setup at Morpherville again, twelve hundred yeah. meters. They, in a, you know, traditionally in a Goodwood, they they don't go as fast as a lot of other Group One sprints. So he wouldn't have caught in race. the boat anyway. <laughs> and he's obviously he's obviously improved um, between last. Oh, how how long has it been? It's probably been like 80, 60, 80 days between when he raced yeah. last. Um, and now he's obviously taken in, like a lot of improvement, um, and yeah, I I just want to see him over twelve hundred because the uh, the difference between a thousand to twelve hundred is like it's so much different than what people think it is. It, it, it's more of a pace thing, like how much quicker um, you go in a thousand meters. So maybe he might be better suited over th- to um, yeah. twelve hundred. The meters. perfect the perfect example of that was uh, bivouac. The, remember the nature trip versus bivouac, and um, yeah. Bivouac smashed a nature trip. Probably wasn't at his best in that VR sprint, uh, sprint classic. And then in the Lightning, they faced off again the next year, and nature trip was obviously going Bitter going ahead. Sweet revenge. <laughs> yeah, well, it was obviously Pippi out in front, who's one of the fastest horses we've seen in the last couple of years. 
and nature ship was just scooting off him and then bivouac the wheels were just spinning so that's that's the difference between a thousand meters and 1200 that's that's why there's the the term thousand meter races for thousand mm. meter horses spot on mate um anything else NS, around NS, the country? Has, ns has has proven that he wasn't right at that stage too for anyone that wants to believe that he was just look at the form guide since that sort go. of era. Here we go. Well, Bivouac's shooting blanks at Don't stud. Don't get him started. NS is I've, winning. I've put, on, I've put on the heartstrings here, bringing up Bivouac absolutely monstering NS. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. no worries. He's up. <laughs> Stay in the shadows, bro. <laughs> uh, what else? best sprinter uh, says hi. <laughs> Uh, Will Chino was the the top rated horse for Dan O'Sullivan running a 101 on his um, performance rating race two at Ascot so I didn't get the chance to watch it anyone back it? unfortunately not no yeah I missed race it I was actually Ascot, watching eh? you trying to get a kick yeah and I was probably struggling so um, <laughs> but yeah really good week <laughs> um, as I mentioned oh there's there's one more thing Sorry, there's one more thing yeah. I want to touch on. Um, at, they were racing in Eagle Farm, and obviously, um, Nico Tips well, go on to yeah, It did win, but but more importantly, um, Larry Cassidy oh, okay. jumped off and said he's never felt a horse sprint like like um, Go Wanji did. And the only other horses that have done that are Winks and who was the other one? Someone else. Winks and I didn't bother reading it. Yeah, another good horse. Anyway, so. Go Wanji's run, the seventh fastest last 600 of the meeting, the ninth fastest last 400 of the meeting, and the 13th fastest last 200 oh, of the meeting. Shit. So Im- imagine, what he, imagine what he would have thought if he rode the horse that ran the fastest last 200 of the meeting at Eagle Farm on an off-season meeting. To be fair, I reckon there someone stitched him up. <laughs> oh, well, he, he could have said it. He could have said it, but he looks like a right dick if he has. No, he said it. He said <laughs> it 100%. Oh, Obviously, Wanji's a good horse. No, he is a good horse, but he's just... Yeah. yeah. He's not he Winks, but... In a benchmark 78. So right, he'll, be, he'll be bottom group class. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not saying that he's going to be Winks, but he doesn't have to be either. Against Queensland Camels. How about the fave? Backed into a yeah. dollar sixty and followed up like a deck chair. Mm. I watched the replay and the jockey was on the fave and he was just like sitting there pretty and then he had a look peep over his shoulder to see if he had him and go one just came out of the back and just went bang straight past it. <laughs> uh, it was good viewing. Um, oh, one more thing. Um, oh, we're going to go back to the WA here, aren't we? We're going to touch. No, 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 no. Um, the horse that you just tipped in the in the Darwin Cup uh, playoffs. Playoffs. Actually, good. it actually oh. it broke the track record. Yeah, I just heard that it broke the track record. Bro, you you yeah. heard it on Thursday night. Yeah. Right. This is what so we that'll do be here. interesting to see once the data comes through how that kind of rates. Obviously, it's um, at Darwin, so I, I'm not really sure. But comparing fucking dirt to to grass, but <laughs> <laughs> no, well, um, I, the, the what went through my fun. head, what went through my head when I was tipping it, I thought this horse was bought by Colin Janice McKenna. Kieran was happy enough to train it, and he prepared it before he sent it up there. So, as far as I'm concerned, Kieran Maher's got a horse in the, in 
the Darwin Cup. What price would he have been if the trainer in the trainer's book there it said Kieran Ma and not G Clark? Three dollars. Two eighty. He was four dollars out to thirteen last start and bolted in. And he was four dollars out to five dollars fifty again today. Some people just can't be told. <laughs> nah, that is good going by you. Nico Morrill declared five dollars fifty. We'll get into the questions next. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? All right, we'll fly right into the questions and we'll wrap up this pod. Geordie, uh, Geordie Rufford Sharp says, thoughts on extremely Lucky's return and his chances in Amora and Manicato. We've kind of touched on it. Um, in summary... None. <laughs> oh, in summary... Sword in from Wula. Oh, no, he pro- if he improves, he probably can, but... No, don't backtrack down, mate. You can't rip the sword back out. <laughs> well, in summary, the return is know. huge. Um, and as yeah. Will said, you don't see many horses run 10 lengths above for their final 200-meter split. So he's come back absolutely <clears> super <throat> off a little short spell. He did the same thing last uh, start. But in a Moya, if he's given him eight lengths, he's got none. In a Manicato, it might be a little bit more suitable. We'll see. It is worth but, noting but that he... they did mention that he still doesn't have much idea what's going on. Yeah. Which doesn't help around the valley either. <laughs> No, yeah. no, it won't. But but if if he if he is able to keep up early, like he's a genuine Ever, Everest horse. Oof. Like as, as like as stupid as that sounds, like he if you can run that sort of sections like and if you can run it early, then you're running in the Everest and but, you're competitive. But weren't, but weren't lots of people saying Star Patrol was an Everest horse off off these big rating wins? Oh, Star Patrol, Star Squib. He's a straight no. track horse only. He he won't go any good around the bend. He was switching no, legs up the I'd, straight. How's I'd, he going to go around I'd a bit? Probably back, I'd probably back Star Patrol in the new market next year or something like that. I think he's a good enough horse. Just not at that top level. Yeah, we'll see. And I, and I think he's he's just a straight track horse anyway. Yeah, mm, I agree. Backing up Nico's thoughts. Uh, Willie Barbs, this is one for you, Nico. Just want to know how <laughs> Nico and the Velvet Queen relationship is going after Saturday. <laughs> Uh, race nine oh, I think I sh- Belmont I shouldn't have backed her because she's no good <laughs> she's a stupid little pretending bitch well <laughs> well she's like you just you, oh. she was 2,000 metres back to 1,600 metres oh spell <laughs> spare me she's no good Will don't back her uh, Riley says shades of rose one to follow for the spring uh, look, it was only I think it was only a seventy-two uh, rated race, so she can get to better. She can probably get to listed level, but we'll see if she can if she can progress and she can keep improving. Then yeah, she's definitely one to follow. But in terms of black type racing, you can't say she'll definitely tick that box just yet. No, mm. who knows? Fingers crossed. She keeps going through. Yep. I've got one here. I'll go. You go. You go. One from Nate Baker. RP piss up this spring at the Valley? Question mark. Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't think I didn't think that needed an answer. I thought that was already <laughs> given. But yeah, <laughs> I'll get the lads' tickets. Just just message me. Alrighty. Uh, last one, Jay Telfo. Hey lads, who was your favourite winner of the day? Mine was Jimmy the Bear. Jimmy was one of my favourites also. Um, I've got to go with Extremely Lucky, to be honest. 
if I was watching that race live, I probably would have ridden at home. So, yeah, yeah, extremely, extremely lucky because I did ride at home, and <laughs> probably Wanji. Wanji was good. Yeah, Lakeen for me. You didn't even tip Lakeen on the pod. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the ultimate sword to anyone that listens here. We've had a great day, and Will's favourite moment is a horse that he's backed and hasn't tipped. Uh, I had a couple of the winners, so it's oh. alright. Talk us through yes. race two and three. You've na- you nailed them both. Alpha one. Um, oh, we hit the yeah, Quinella well, in both races. Alright, yeah. hold on. Let me get it up. Two and three. Um, uh, well, um, I thought, obviously I marked Prado $15, and it's pretty much run the exact same figure it did last start. Um, Alpha One's just, um, kept improving, and obviously it's just a valley horse, and they, they allowed it to improve, but, yeah, I don't know. It was a good result. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, you did well, mate. I reckon you tipped the Quinella in three races, and you had four or five winners, so, good stuff. Nico, awesome again, mate. $5.50 morals in Darwin Cups. And I'll give myself a little pat on the back as first, well. First and last dirt yeah, races. <laughs> um, so we go to Flemington this week. Some good horses are back. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. We don't have a guest. Sand down, sand down Sunday as well. Yes, good jumps. And the national yeah, with three jumps. Awesome. So big preview coming up Thursday. Hopefully we can keep it to under an hour and a half. I'm tipping the overs, but we'll see what we can do. Thanks, guys. Pyramid tonight. Working at the pyramid. Working at the pyramid tonight. Working at the pyramid. Working at the pyramid tonight. Working at the pyramid. Working at the pyramid tonight. Working at the pyramid Working at the pyramid tonight Pimping in my convo Bubbles in my champagne Let it be some jazz playing Top floor motel suite Twisting my cigars Floor model TV With the VCR Got boobies in my damn chain Whip ain't got no gas tank But it still got wood grain Got your girl wood grain